0: And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taking, taken away from her. And that is Luke chapter 10 Verses 41 and 42. 620 Live, so that we may all speak boldly. You know, as we get ready to go over Luke chapter 10, verses 41 and 42, we really need to get the context of the situation and especially go over verse 39 Um, now Mary and Martha are you know having a gathering or as we say here in the south a get together you know nothing really fancy but you know we'll talk about that a little bit more but anyway let's look at verse 39 here I mean, not 39, I'm sorry, verse uh, 40. Uh, For some reason, I have 39 on my head. Uh, Maybe because that's my age. I'm I'm not sure, but um, it is Luke chapter 10, verse 40. But let's, let's look at this here. But Martha was cumbered about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. Again, that's Luke chapter 10, verse 40. Now, like I said, there was a gathering of people just getting together, you know, for some food, some fellowship. You know, we obviously find that, you know, they're there for some teaching as well, because Jesus did not waste a a moment of his life, it, especially during his ministry, you know, his um, three-year ministry of, of traveling and, you know, witnessing to people and preaching to them. He... He just did not waste any of the time because he knew that his time on this earth was short. But, so he he's there teaching and talking and, you know, and Mary, and Lord forgive me and I pray that I don't mess up these names because it seems like for some reason I always get them flipped. But anyway, Mary is at the feet of Jesus Teaching, um, she she's like not like kneeling there, sitting there, taking his you know listening to him as he teaches. And Martha is more concerned with you know the other people. I'm not saying that she doesn't love Jesus and doesn't listen to his teaching and, and learn from that. That's not the case at all. But in this particular circumstance here martha is more concerned with everybody else now and chances are that she was listening to jesus in the background as she cooked or prepared plates or you know whatever it is that she was entailing that jesus get mary to help her with you know much like For me, I wake up in the morning and I turn on music and I have it playing in the background. So I think that, well, I say I think, I'm looking at it like Martha is, you know, in there cooking or washing dishes, getting ready to cook, setting a table, you know, whatever the case is. And she's concentrating on doing this, but, you know, listening to Jesus, you know, in the background. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with listening to, you know, say St. Charles Stanley or Billy Graham or John Hagee or, you know, any, any of the people that preach the gospel of Jesus in the background of your day, you know, while you exercise or cook or clean or, or drive if you're one of those people that drive. Absolutely nothing wrong with that, you know, but. Having the actual physical <laughs> embodiment of Jesus being there, I, I I don't think I would have been like Martha. I think I'd have been more like Mary and been at the feet of Jesus and listening to him teach. And And I say that's what I would have done, but at the same time, you know, this is hindsight. Looking at this, in the moment, people... Do things that they wouldn't normally do, but but look at let's look at Martha. You know why did she come to Jesus and ask him? Yeah, ask him to to get married to to help her. Yeah, you know, and and I say ask. It was when whenever I read that verse or whenever I listen to it. I hear more of a statement than a question mark there you know and and that could be me because I've read a lot of books or am putting something of my own into this and I'm not meaning to but I I just get the feeling that she's not commanding Jesus to have Mary help her but like um, I insisting ain't the right word uh, and delegate and I just had the word in my mind and I can't think of it. she's more like um, requesting encouraging Jesus to get her to, to help her but uh, the way that she said it is, is, is not important I mean I'm trying to explain it but it's uh, overall it, the importance of that is not really there but the way that Martha is feeling is extremely important here as we go over this because Martha is us. You know, a lot of times in life, we feel overwhelmed at the simplest activity. Whether it's cooking supper and for some reason you're just overwhelmed, the, the day is running through your mind. Things that you should have done, things that you could have done, things that you wish you had done. And things that you have done that, you know, maybe you regret or wish you had done them better or, you know, cleaning that should get done. And I'm thinking about my house there. You know, whatever the case is, you know, you're cooking suffering and you're just overwhelmed by the day and the day's events, you know, things that you have to do tomorrow. And, you know, this is, this is what Mary, I mean, I told you I'd do it, what Martha's going through here because she's cooking and cleaning and getting the food ready or or cleaning the food and all that away like I said that's you know what she actually is doing is not necessarily important you know like specifically doing but she's away from the teaching of Jesus which is what is important here and Mary has it right Martha's in there fretting and worrying and being overwhelmed But Mary had her focus on the teaching of Jesus. Mary had the right idea, but Mary had the right thing going on. Mary was focused on Jesus while Martha was letting the events dictate her actions. You know, life will overwhelm you. For instance, as I'm recording this, I have a cousin who's going through surgery. Many of you know that are listening to this, you know, and know me know that, you know, mama has been really sick and she's still going through this and, you know, things like that. And, you know, I've had some other personal stuff go on with, you know, my house and You know, through it all, and I'm I'm not tooting my own horn, and Lord, forgive me if that's what it sounds like, but during all of that, I never once did not think that Jesus would not take care of it. I knew that Jesus would take care of it all. Did I worry for the briefest of time? Yes, I did. You know, I was worried... Uh, and not really word more concerned is concerned is a, a better word there you know was I concerned yeah I mean because you know <laughs> having to pay for the stuff or you know were um concerned about mama like taking care of her her taking care of herself you know and, and all the things that entail that but all in all I knew that Jesus would take care of I knew that Jesus is on the throne. Jesus is the great healer, you know, the great physician, and I knew that he is in control of it all. Nothing happens without him knowing it. You know, and as we look at these verses and go over them, you know, and we've talked about them, you know, I want to encourage us to not be Martha like, but instead to be. Mary like you know I try to make that sound like really really cool but you know I'm sure it didn't come across as cool as it sounded in my head you know Mary here is worshiping at the feet of Jesus while Martha is listening at a distance you know listening to him in the background and you know and doing other stuff And treating it like it's more important than worshiping at the feet of Jesus and the teaching that he's given. Because remember, he wasn't on this earth for very long, and his earthly ministry was even shorter than that. But while Martha was fretting, Mary was growing. We need to understand and put this in our life that God is more important than anything that's going on around us financial woes god's more important health woes god's more important weather woes god's more important now i do want to point out here that understanding that and applying that are two totally different things here it's very easy to understand that and i'm not saying it's it's you know extremely difficult to understand you know because it's fairly simple to understand that you know god's in control god is in control god is in control but what we have problems with is when it comes to applying what we know We know that God's in control, but yet we still try to handle stuff ourselves. We know, let me me repeat that. We know that God is in control of everything, yet we still try to handle it ourselves. Car motor blows. Do you apply that God has it under control and will provide? Or do you immediately start trying to fix it yourself? Like wondering, how can I do this? How can I do that? How can I get the money for this? No. And it's okay to to do that just for the briefest of moments. But apply that God is in control. Car motor blows. You sit there and you know that God is going to take care of it one way or another God is going to take care of it but why is applying the things that we know and understand so difficult well actually that's pretty simple as well because we get in our own way That's right. We try to do something instead of letting God do it. I've heard this statement from a previous pastor of mine. Let go and let God. You see, the problem that we have is that we don't let go. Now, we hold on to it thinking that we can fix it, thinking that we know better than God when how could we ever... Presume to know more than the one that created all that we know what we need to do is to seek God and listen that'll go a long way in helping us to apply that God is in control and not getting in our way it's simple let go and let God Whenever we're overwhelmed we need to let go and let God. You know, we don't need to be like those men who were in the boat. But what am I talking about? Well let me tell you, let me read these verses to you. From Mark chapter thirty nine from Mark chapter four verses 39 and 40, that's where I was getting the 39 from. Oh, well, that and I am 39, and I will be 40 in July. Uh, But anyway, these come from Mark chapter 4, verses 39 and 40. And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Verse 40, and he said unto them, and this is Jesus speaking, by the way. And he said unto them, why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? You know, those two verses speak volumes because Jesus told the wind to stop. And it stopped. Jesus told the seas to be still and tranquil and smooth and that's what the sea did then he asked the men on the boat where is your faith basically where is your faith why is your faith not strong you know and and something that I want to remind well, myself, as as well as all of you who are listening of this, you are in control of your faith. You're the one that makes it strong, mediocre, weak. You are the one that controls that. And let me ask you this as we begin to close out this episode here. Is your faith that of Martha and the men in the boat? Or is it like Mary strong and focused on Jesus? Hey, thank you for listening to the podcast. You know, it means a lot to me. I just ask that you Please like, share, rate, review, and if you want to keep up with each and every one of the podcasts, be sure to subscribe as well. You can visit us on the web at www.620lifepodcast.com. Again, that's www.620lifepodcast.com.